Hello and welcome to Successful Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive, hosted by me, Louise Wiles and Elizabeth Gillies. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi there. So our aim with this podcast is to support you as you step out, find your new gear and thrive in the next stage of your life. Now you're listening to series four and this episode is all about home for the holidays. And I'm going to invite Elizabeth to introduce the topic for today. Thanks, Louise. And as you know, you might have been listening to, we've been doing separate podcasts for students at the beginning of their university life, that packing and unpacking, getting settled, getting to know how to be in the new place, making friends, getting organised and getting into the world of study, that balancing act of being a student. And we've had separate podcasts for parents about changes in their circumstances when students go off to university We've been discussing the empty nest, responding to the challenges of the early days of university for their young adult, and also for parents finding their own meaning and purpose in their lives. So these have been separate podcasts, and today we thought we'd kind of bring it all together, one for you both, to talk and discuss about what happens when everybody gets back together again. And often it comes at this kind of holiday time, end of term, kind of all pushed into kind of Christmassy things. So we were focusing on that big transition to university. And we also want to note that this change is the start of lots of changes. From now on, there's going to be more toing and froing between university or college and back home. Uh, there will be the end of terms, the end of the year, the end of the graduation from university, hopefully, that the return maybe even home for a longer bit. And so with all these changes, it's about finding, you know, a rhythm and a way to make these transitions successful. We want these times to be a time to thrive as well, just as we brought focus and attention to that one big change of going off to university with some intentional thinking and planning that went into that. Perhaps with this first return home from university for the holidays, this is a time to plan and focus for success for you all too. You might have a home where there are many people coming in and out of the house, other relatives coming to stay or brothers and sisters who are coming back to this home as well. So it can be a lot of time for change. And with a little bit of thinking and planning, we hope we can be here to help you with that, with some things that might be good to know and take account of. As you as a student returning home, and for you as parents welcoming your young adult back into that nest. So a lot of kind of change going on, and um, we're going to give you some things to ponder and think about. So the first thing we're going to kind of bring up to you is that with all these new changes of things that have happened, people have changed. That might be a surprise or not, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, as a student returning home for that first holiday, you might have a whole range of thoughts and feelings about your experience of university life. You might feel like a lot of young students do, quite changed and different. You might not be the same person that left home a few months ago. You might feel you've gained a lot of skills, feeling you've been independent in looking after yourself, keeping lots of balls in the air and keeping yourself afloat. You might feel it's been tough and you'll be really glad to be coming home to some home comforts or, or even that university has been a great experience. 
It's not just been good, it's been fantastic. It might not be easy to go back home again and leave that be behind. And some students might even find it hard to go home, physically hard to go home, especially if they have parents, you know, um, maybe who find it hard to acknowledge that change, that movement into adulthood. And some students might find it too costly to go home. Or if they're an international student, they might find that um, it's not actually possible to, you know, make that big travel over the holidays. So they'll be ones that are left behind on the university campus. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times that with any change, there are going to be emotions, sometimes competing ones like happy to be going home and sad to leave their new friends. You know, that's to be really expected. And we talked about this, especially in those beginning podcasts one, two, three, when we talked about change. So this is like, it's not a big change of going to, off to university, but it's kind of these mini changes that are going to be happening as there's a lot more toing and froing. And it's important as well for students to know that they're returning home to a place that hasn't been static. Your parents and carers or other family members will likely have missed you, but they've been getting on with things. They've been doing new things. They've been making changes. And I'm really aware that in some family, when the oldest um, the old child leaves, bedrooms are often changed around to give those younger brothers or sisters bigger space. So you might be going home to a, a completely different bedroom than the one you left. So there might be focus placed on other family members to help them go on to that next part, get towards thinking about university or exams or stuff like that too. And parents will be learning to parent a young adult who's much more independent with lots of skills. So you'll both be finding the balance of how to do things differently and how to acknowledge change. So a lot of change going on there, Louise, about you know change in young people when they go off to university, but also change in their families too, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably all about balance and you know, being about intentional about how you reconnect as a family and how you're going to spend time with each other. Um, yeah. We'll come on to talk about that in a bit more in a bit minute in a minute. But as I was thinking about this topic, I came across this quote by a guy called Lawrence Peter, and it really made me giggle because it, uh, it says, "Home is where the college student." home for holidays isn't <laughs> I think that's just lovely and I, I guess there's going to be a bit of that your student's going to come home and um or your, your young adult and not be around some of the time but that's yes. really important for them because they'll be reconnecting with their old school friends and so on and that that's important too so that's where the sort of flexibility needs to come in <laughs> I think in everybody's sort of expectations and and for each other um and I've got my daughter's coming home. She's going to a smaller bedroom. So is she really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Her sister has finally moved into her the her sister who's at university's bigger bedroom, mm -hmm. um, which is only fair because she had has had the bigger bedroom, you know, for the last nine years. So that's only fair. <laughs> so my eldest is coming back to a smaller bedroom. She's quite happy about that though. But yeah, yeah, as you say, that's an adjustment, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm also conscious that, yeah, she's got plans as well that don't involve us. <laughs> so I need to accommodate those. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 
important to to give it that thought and have that flexibility I think yeah. so kind of I mentioned the word expectation so the second thing we wanted to talk about was expectations so you know to students what are your expectations of being at home for the holidays and for parents carers families what are your expectations of your student your young adult who's coming back and I think it's really important to ask yourself how realistic those expectations are, especially at this time of year, you know, the holiday season, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, there's often just high levels of expectation <laughs> around what goes on at this time of year anyway, without that kind of returning element added in too. So to sort of think about that too, because I know I've been sat here this morning, I've just been going through everyone's dates of activities. I mean, it's so complicated these days because I've got to accommodate two teenage kids. Well, I'm older than my eldest is older than that, but you know, work plans, social plans, then our family commitments and plans and other nice things that we were hoping to do, but I need to check in that they're free. So yeah, it's all a bit of a juggling act as well. So I'm recognising I have to temper my expectations about their availability and their interest in doing some of the things that I think they would like to do, but perhaps they won't. So, yeah, think about as parents, you know, what are your expectations? And, you know, if you're wanting this family time of all being together, just like the Christmases and the holiday times of the past, you know, you're on repeat and into that sort of sense of routine and tradition, I guess. We all have our family traditions and a strong desire to do it all just the same way because that's comforting. It's what we expect at this time of year sometimes. Just be aware that you might need to just check, do some groundwork on that and just be a little bit more open to some adjustments. And also, I guess, you know, for the young adult student coming home after the first term, I think often there's that feeling of comfort, you know, wanting to come back and rest and get some nourishment from being at home. And that's really lovely and important. But I also want to recognise for some students, and that's not so much the case, you know, going home may not be such an easy thing. So we want to recognise and acknowledge that and, and you know, think about, well, how, what can you do to, to make this a, a happy experience for you? And, you know, if home isn't the best place for you to be, then where else could you be some of the time? Can you reconnect with old school friends? I mean, that would be important for everybody, but for some students that might be more important. And I was also just thinking about split families as well. You know, some students, you've got to do a bit of a juggling act here. You know, if your parents aren't together, you've got to split your time, and that might be a bit challenging too. So perhaps thinking about that and planning out how you're going to do that and just getting some things agreed <laughs> and making sure everyone has expectations set about where you're going to be and with whom you're going to be spending. A, if you celebrate Christmas, that special the day, 25th, and where you'll be the rest of the time. So a balancing act for everyone and thinking about you know, how you can do everything and not feel guilty. Um, so I think pre-agreeing is a really good way of being sure that you're not going to upset people too much, but then, you know, being able to say to yourself, well, actually, you know, I've had those conversations, I've agreed things, so I'm now not going to be feeling guilty about what I am now doing. <laughs> um, and also as a student, you may also have to follow some other, you know, throw other things into the equation. So perhaps you're doing some paid work over the holidays. I know lots of students are and need to at the moment, but you probably also have some uni work to do. So 
when are you going to fit that in and how are you going to fit that in and set everyone's expectations about that you know I need to spend a good week studying so I'm not going to be free <laughs> to to run around doing things with you all of the time and perhaps you know, Elizabeth mentioned international students yeah if you know somebody who's going to be stuck at university for the whole of the Christmas period or holiday period perhaps you might be able to take them back with you for some of the time it doesn't have to be all of the time but you know perhaps you're bringing someone back with you so you're going to have to accommodate them and you know influence and, and impact everyone's expectations about that too so once you're all together you're home how are you all going to thrive together so hopefully you've set the expectations so there aren't going to be too many clash clashes um, and you've built in some flexibility in everyone's minds, so you know that I might not um, be able to commit to everything that you've set up and not upset too many people. You know, there's a lot to fit into a very short time frame. It's only three weeks that will fly by. And I think it's really important that well, there'll be different priorities. And as parents, we need to acknowledge that recognize our priorities are not necessarily our young person's priority all of the time but there needs to be some agreement about that and perhaps as parents if we have some really definitive priorities I'll give you my example over Christmas day we're going to my parents for three days because my brother who lives abroad is coming back with his family who haven't seen them for two years so my my two have been told that's what we're doing for three days so do not book other things during those three days and they've accepted that and understand that so yeah get that arranged ahead of time um, so you're making clear so the unnegotiables and yeah I think it's about also continuing to to create times that at home so talking to add the parents here and carers here you know we want our young adults to want to come home <laughs> um, and so it's about that balance and creating an environment that's welcoming that they feel comfortable coming back to uh, where they feel that their needs are understood. But then that's also a trade-off too. So there's kind of that, well, also you need to be recognising our needs too. So there's a, a conversation about that. And in the literature around young adults coming home, there's this notion of a forever home, a place of refuge, the place the children can come back to and hopefully want to return to. And two-way communication is needed and both points of view needed for that to be created so I think it's a really nice thing to think about I don't mean it's their only home because of course over time they will move into their own homes as well but then we can all have more than one home so it's always nice to know that there is that place of safety that we could return to if we needed to anything you would want to add there Elizabeth I, I think one of the words that you said when you were talking Louise of kind of rings home to me quite strongly it's realistic you know yes. it's, it's you have to have realistic expectations you know parents can't ex expect the kids to come home and do all the set things that you've done before and you know for a student coming home they can't think well I'm just going to do everything I want so that, that you know that compromise you know that that's what happens when people are kind of developing into different kinds of people and different stages of their lives. Compromise is needed, but you need to talk about it. You need to talk like, these are my priorities. I need to get this essay done. Or remember, we've, we're going to go and visit an aunt or something. So they, those things need to be kind of voiced and worked around. So making it realistic is really important, I think. 
Yes. Yeah, I'd agree. Definitely. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. And perhaps also I just might extend that expectations to just knowing that, you know, at the moment, yeah, financially things are difficult for some yeah. people. So setting expectations around that, you know, recognizing that students don't have much spare cash. So, you know, perhaps setting some expectations for them around contribution financially, but also presence and all of that if you're celebrating Christmas mm. and vice versa. So that people aren't disappointed or people you know, aren't feeling that they're being um, sort of asked for cash that they don't have, which puts yeah. extra pressure on the whole whole Christmas, the whole holiday experience. Yeah. yeah. So all those expectations, I think, really yeah. important. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to just introduce a small topic about making good beginnings and good endings linked to other things that we've talked about as well. But I really like the idea of the first moments in a transition really can set the scene for what happens next. And it's often about when children, you come home from school or partners from work, you know, we can think, is there a warm greeting and a welcome? Or is there, watch your muddy feet, there's mud everywhere. I've been so busy, do this kind of thing. So (laughs) we have to be thinking about how we set that beginning bit. And I'd like to imagine that most of us would like the smile and it's good to see you. So be thinking about how you're kind of doing those first things because it's really common for students to feel that unsettledness of transition, having to uproot themselves to return home. And maybe for parents too, when they're asked to reconfigure the family again, there's, there, there can be a bit of stress around that. And I was looking at mum's net and looking at their many comments about, you know, when their young adults come home from university and they're irritated and they're uncommunicative and they're argumentative on this transition back home. And with that, some disappointment with from parents about unmet, unmet expectations. You know, they've been tre- retreated back into their room and they're always out with their friends and never see them. So I think remember that these early transition experiences, if this is the first time home for your for your student or for your student the first time going home to your family. Um, we talked about the work that it takes to get settled somewhere and then when there is a bit of disruption um, with another change, it can be overwhelming and exhausting and it can take time for th- this resettling to happen. So I'm going to say it's important for students and parents to know that this is part and parcel of transition. This is kind of that re-entry phase that we talked about. You both need a bit of time and space to resettle, to reconnect and re-establish those relationships. For your young adults, it might be hard to be bombarded with questions that, that, you know, they're hardly in the door or they're fussed over. Think about how you can ease back into being with each other It's a time to have a good understanding about what transition looks like and how to do it well. And it's not just for people um, in your family. It's for all of you how to do that. These are kind of like mini transitions. It's not necessarily like that big transition of going off to university, but this is another one to come back and negotiate around. So try to create a flexible, not so pressurised welcome home that might be a way to help your young adult step back into that space of home. And indeed, you know, they might want the red carpet. You know, would that be a good re-entry for them? 
Um, it might be just letting them settle and do it on their own a bit. Um, it might be not the one that you want to give, but you one that you want to give to them. And for young adults, it's likely that your parents have been anticipating this return home and missing you. Be aware that they want to spend time with you. So it's the thing that we said before, it's quite a balancing act. It needs some time, thinking and discussion. And of course, there'll be a time to return to university. There'll be that goodbye again at the start of all those coming and goings. And we talked about previously about making good goodbyes and using a thing that we talk about, the raft metaphor. And this is a kind of time to mini raft. People talk about rafting and maybe it's a good a good kind of thing to think about at the time when you're leaving. And the R is about reconciliation, that return to university, know that you're going to make a change again. It might be hard for some students if they've had a tough first, first term, like many of them do, and they've had all their home comforts. And it might be hard for some parents too, given these circumstances, to kind of send them back to that place that they might not be feeling too good about. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, I wish I'd done some more of this or some more of that in that pressured time frame of those three weeks. But it could be a reminder for next time. So be thinking about the R. Be thinking about the A's for affirming, noticing the good, what you enjoyed, what you appreciated. I know my my two children when they were students, they just loved being on the sofa because it was a relaxing place to be. So maybe it wasn't so much about spending time with me, but enjoying the sofa was a really important thing. You know, noticing what you're thankful for. The F is, you know, so long until that next visit or meeting somewhere or even the call later that day. So there will be a farewell around and thinking ahead. That's the T in the raft. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the next term in this? And for maybe you is in the next new year, what as parents, what you're looking forward to. So we're thinking about that mini raft at this time. And maybe some letters of the raft might mean more to you than others. And I think for me at that time of my young adults going back to university, the, the, the R and the A were really important for me at that time about thinking about them going back and what it was going to like for them, but also thinking about the good things that happened the time they were there. What about those beginnings and ends for you about these transition, these smaller transition points, Louise? Anything to add? Yeah, I think I think actually I like the use of the mini raft there as a, a reminder for when they leave. I think definitely the beginning coming back. Um, it's I think it's about presence being there and just accepting how they return. I think it's a bit like you know when people go to work, you know, come home from work and they say, oh, often people will say, oh, I just need that time to kind of diffuse and and go and be mm. on my own for half an hour. I've noticed that a bit with my daughter. She arrives and I'm so excited. And I think, oh, we're going to sit down and have a deep conversation about the term and what's going on in her life. But she doesn't want to do that at all. She wants to just go and diffuse herself. And, yeah, the sofa is a favourite place for the first few days often. 
if she's not doing, you know, got other plans. And actually, we were talking about decorating over the holidays, and we decided we couldn't decorate the living room for the very reason that she sits on the sofa a lot, and that's where she goes to chill. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think allowing them to just be, and yeah. you being present, and just ready for when they do decide to sit and talk with you, which they will do, mm. in my experience. That of that happens, but just not always on your own time on your time scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So giving the space for that. Yeah. And then yeah, preparing to go back. Yes, you know, recognizing I think the, the great time that you've had, hopefully, together. Mm-hmm. And um, and also for me, I'm always pleased that my daughter wants to go back and you know, is looking forward to that and has friends and all of that so for me that kind of cancels out some of perhaps the sadness I feel at her going so looking at it that way I think if your child has been or your adult has been struggling in the first term perhaps spending some time in helping them to see the bits that perhaps have been positive because I'm sure it won't all have been horrendous and negative so, you know, where have the good bits been and how then they might build on those in the next term. I think also helping them to recognise that the first time is just such a strange experience, really. Mm. And things often do settle down a lot more in the second term. So giving them that sort of hope, if you like, and asking them how they hope to to make it different perhaps and better in the second term what can they do differently to move things forward and what do they need to do perhaps to sort out some of the the negative experiences so far if they can so kind of looking forward but with some positivity about what what can be done to to create something more positive I think is important yeah 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 I agree that's a, that's a lot about the R, isn't it? It is. And the last bit, Louise, what what were we going to what we're going to say on the last? Um, yeah, so I was going to suggest we talked quite a lot about well being in series three, which was all about the different elements and contributions to our sense of well being. And I think holiday period is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because in some ways it should be about our well being, with big emphasis on the rest and recovery (laughs) but as I'm sitting here two weeks just under two weeks before Christmas with my long list of to-dos it doesn't feel like that at all and so I want to sort of acknowledge that and encourage everyone who's feeling a bit fraught by the prospect of the holiday season to think about well yeah I need to do stuff and I want it to be nice for my family and for everyone who matters to me, but I also need to prioritise myself and find some opportunities for rest and recovery. So for parents, that's my little task for you from a wellbeing perspective <laughs> and for students as well. You know, think about what contributes to how you feel um, as though you are you know, living well and, and aim to build some of that into your break there might be an emphasis on sleep for example if you haven't had much of that Christmas parties etc at the end of term so you might be prioritizing sleep and some good food and also perhaps some pre-planning about next term so you go back prepared and I'm thinking from an academic perspective 
you prepare plan to get some of that stuff done and out of the way so you're you're going back feeling strong in that sense I think also remember that our well-being impacts other people's well-being we talked about our, we have this metaphor of the well-being buckets we all have our own bucket with our level of well-being and we you know, have drains on our well-being that's independent individual to us and we also can enhance our level of well-being by the things that we do but other people can also drain our, bu- our buckets and enhance our buckets too so remember that as a family you know Am I draining my parents' bucket by not doing some of the things that they were hoping I might do? And how could I be a bit more supportive in that way? But equally as a parent, how am I draining my young adult's bucket? What can I do to help them replenish theirs so they go back to uni feeling well-rested and ready for what the next term's going to bring, which is a big term the next term for many because the courses step up a bit. There'll be exams, well, exams after Easter, but, you know, there'll be exams as well. And things settle down, perhaps hopefully on a friendship side, so then they can consolidate things, you know, in terms of activities and interests and all of that. So it's a good consolidation term, really. So going back, feeling positive and and looking forward and feeling well is is a really good start to the next term. So looking forward to the next year and and starting it, yeah, feeling well rested and ready for whatever 2024 is going to throw at us all. <laughs> There'll be met much, I'm sure. <laughs> I agree. I really like the, you know, focusing on looking after ourselves at this kind of stressful time when there's lots of expectations around mm-hmm. the things as we've talked about and looking after yourself and also seeing how your bucket impacts other people. So, yeah, I, I completely agree, Louisa. I think that's a really important thing. And maybe the last thing I'd say is is about there has likely been a lot of change. <laughs> that's what we talked about to start with. There's been so much change, people doing different things. And as well as being cha- there being change, some things just stay the same. So we, so we can get caught up with trying to look at differences a lot of the time. But we'd also you in- encourage you to notice the familiar, notice those constants, notice the things that are always going to be the same. Because sometimes that's where we get our sense of belonging and comfort in, is the things that are predictable. Um, Even if they're small, like children, my young adults are quite grown up, but they'd still love the Christmas stocking. You know, I think that's going to go on (laughs) for a long time. So there are some things that are small and and always predictable so focus on them a bit too yeah I think that's really that's a really good point especially around this time of year with all the traditions and rituals yeah associated with it whatever this festive period brings for you we hope you enjoy some fun laughter and relaxation with friends and family and also wish you a really positive start to 2024 We're going to take a bit of a break for the next two weeks, but we will be back in January with an exciting new programme for 2024. Remember, you can go back and listen to all 54 of the past episodes and also join us on Instagram. Look for Successful Student Transitions. Sending you our love and best wishes. Bye-bye for now.
And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information in this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.